0: Thunder
1: Hey, Bob! Hey, welcome to Writers Blockbusters, the show where we treat the final edit of a movie like it's a script. I want you guys to introduce yourselves,
2: and give me your Twitter handles. I am Jimmy George, I am a screenwriter and full-time script consultant. My Twitter handle is at Jimmy R. George.
3: I am Jamie Nash, I am a screenwriter, and my Twitter handle is at Jamie underscore Nash.
1: And I'm Bob Rose, I do a bunch of shit. <laughs> And my my Twitter handle is at Thundergruntbob, and we're gonna start today's podcast with a story from Sir Jimmy George over here.
2: Yes, I don't ever get to tell this story because when do you get to tell Joaquin Phoenix stories? Right, right. <laughs> I was in 2002. I was an extra on a movie called Ladder 49, which shot in Baltimore specifically. John Travolta. John Travolta yeah, yeah. specifically downtown Baltimore. Um, to, so to set up the scene, <clears throat> it was the heart of a Baltimore summer, like July, it was like 103 degrees. And we were pretending it was Christmas Eve. They had snow blowing in the background outside. It was it was they painted the scene like it was Christmas Eve. So we're all decked out in winter gear suits. It's hot as hell. Everybody smells like ass. <laughs> um and we are in doing a Christmas Eve scene. And the scene is a Christmas Eve mass and Joaquin Phoenix's character has been busy fighting a fire, so he's missing the Christmas Eve mass with his family and he rushes in while we're singing Silent Night all together in the in a packed church and uh just makes the end of the Christmas Eve mass. So <clears throat> I was sitting on the end of a pew as an extra, which was really exciting because I had not been making movies yet. And this was like my first time doing it. And it was like right. a big budget movie. Um, and th- when they blocked the scene, like it, the camera and the whole scene played out right next to my face. So it was awesome. And uh, he, where he was stopping was like right next to me, where when he was ducking in with his family and everything. Um, and so we did it over and over. We did it like 50 times. I sang Silent Night over and over and over. And the funny thing is they didn't even use Silent Night in the movie. <laughs> it was a different song they played over us singing. So it looked like we were singing. Right, right. But we were, we were singing a different song than what ended up in the movie. But uh, <clears throat> so everybody's stressed. It's hot as hell. It's super miserable. Um, But at the same time, people are excited about being in a movie. And one of the takes they stopped and um the people on the crew were doing a really poor job and people just mobbed him. Like the extras just mobbed Joaquin Phoenix. Um, so this was like post gladiators. So this is right, right after, Gladiator. Cl- right after yeah, Gladiator. Yeah, like two years after Gladiators. Right. So, he so he's in a good place in his career. Right. right. Um and this was early. This was when cell phones were kind of new still, mm-hmm. um, and all these people are handing him cell phones, asking them to talk to their friend. Say hi to my friend. It's Walking Phoenix, and he's just he's being really gracious and like grabbing one phone after another and saying hi. And you could tell like people in the crew are like, "What do we do? Oh shit!" And but you could tell he was getting frustrated because there's like people one after the other handing him phones, and he looks over at me and he's sort of like losing his patience. And he looked over at me and I said, "Merry Christmas." And he said, Merry Christmas. And we just shared a smile. <laughs> so that's my Joaquin Phoenix and then story. then he did an
3: evil cackle. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right. That's my Joaquin Phoenix story. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jimmy, for yeah.
1: sharing. Relevant, not really, but- Well, I mean- You came into contact with the Joker.
2: I did. So In 2002.
1: In 2002. I, for some reason,
2: remember that movie being Later. I don't know why. It came out in 2004, but this was in the summer of 2002. Okay. Yeah. And I got paid $65 that day. That shows you why movies cost so much. Because every single person in that room, like me, got paid $65.
1: And that was a whole day's
2: work too, right? Yeah. It was like fifteen hours, yeah. And then
3: they couldn't get the rights to silent night. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: right. yeah. And they're so right. All my singing was for nothing. And they had to Fuck. pay yeah,
1: They had to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So on that note, <laughs> we're gonna talk about a walking phoenix movie, which a few people saw called The Joker. Yes. Or sorry. Joker. Not the
2: Joker. Joker. Lots of decisions not to make. It's never said B
1: in the movie. I think
2: that's intentional, too, right? Yeah, totally.
3: 20 years from now, they'll reboot it, and it'll be called The Joker. The The Joker. Joker. (laughs)
1: Uh, Jamie. Yes. How is it doing at the box office currently? As of right now,
3: the movie- Which
1: today is October 18th? 17th? 18th.
3: This total is as of the 16th. So okay. Just to tell you, In case anybody's fact checking on the back. Yeah, I don't think way, they that's care. It. They don't care. That's the 16th. That's something. <laughs> yeah. Um it's 213 million dollars uh domestic domestic and then oh. worldwide Damn. it's six hundred and six million dollars. Oh, they're making a sequel. There's no Holy way. Shit. When a production budget of fifty-five I had million no
1: idea. Dude, they're making a sequel. Yeah. Fifty-five they're, they're
2: gonna, million and it's gonna make a billion. It's
3: gonna be one of the most profitable DC movies of all time. I mean, wow. 50,
1: I didn't know the budget was that low. hmm That's wow. insane. Okay. They're yeah, they're gonna make us they're gonna force a sequel into existence. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, damn, damn, right? I mean, that's <laughs> I didn't actually know it was doing that good. It's speaking to overseas audiences that much.
3: Yeah, that's the shocking thing. Yeah, it really is shocking. Poor,
2: downtrodden, mentally ill people. I so, guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, um, cl-
3: close to 400 million overseas. Jesus. So, that's incredible. With
1: that said, who wrote this shit? Who wrote this shit? <laughs> It's not, I'm not calling it shit. ship. It's, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you
0: know
3: what I mean? <laughs> it's a man known for his superhero writing ability, Todd Phillips. It's Todd
1: Phillips. Yeah. Enough has been said about him. Oh, I guess before we go any further, I should have said, too, mm-hmm. we're not going to be discussing any of theories, fan theories, mm-hmm. any controversy, any of that bull. We're not talking
2: about it. This is about the construction. This is about the script and, and the
1: construction and con- technique. So, like, you know, you said Todd Phillips. He said some stuff. We're not talking about that stuff. He said, whatever. We'll talk about his career. What,
3: what did he say, Bob? No. <laughs> Let's get into yeah. it. Okay. I didn't hear this. <laughs> um, uh, You're so, right. Uh, so, and he also wrote, he had a co-writer, Scott Silver. Scott Silver. Scott Silver wrote movies like The Mod Squad, 1999. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Eight All Mile. Oh,
2: shit.
3: 2002. Successful. Hanson movie. I the like Fighter. Him.
2: Oh, solid movie. Yeah, good movie.
3: Finest Hours, 2016. Joker and his next movie I'm very interested in, Untitled Hulk Hogan Biopic. Whoa. Oh, that's the
1: one starring Chris Hemsworth, right? Chris Hemsworth, yeah. Yeah, that should be awesome. That's like my most anticipated movie. I know, it's it's kind of Um, amazing. Chris Hemsworth (laughs) as Hulk Hogan. I have not heard of this until now. Yeah, dude, Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Uh, And Todd Phillips obviously is known for... Hangover, Road Trip. Yeah. Uh, not
2: this type of movie. No. I mean,
1: and that's been said a billion times. Yeah. That's like the shock, I guess, of this whole thing yeah. is that he's doing it. Good for him. I mean, I thought War Dogs was kind of the transitional one, too. I haven't was, seen that. I liked War Dogs. I thought it was good. An anti-hero movie where the characters are not, the protagonists are not likable.
2: Oh, so it's sort of a, it's a tra- it's a transition piece to this type of movie. Although material.
1: people would argue that most of his protagonists are not likable. Mm because his movies have generally been said to be written for fr- frat boys and stuff mm. yeah which i think has relevance to joker a little bit like just the i mean like just the progression of who he's talking to in yeah, his work yeah it's weird but
2: yeah it's like he's the guys that joker shoots if you look at his <laughs> life yeah well, I was thinking that, too. Like, I was thinking, like, so it's I odd. think this Joker would have killed Todd. That's <laughs> weird to say, but I felt that while yeah, watching right.
3: it. The other thing I remember about Todd Phillips, and I didn't see these movies, but I, I knew he started his career in documentary. G.G. Mm. Allen. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that Jesus. is. Um, yeah. I think that might. You know, if anything, I can kind of see that in this. You know, and then mm. he, if there was
1: ever a musician who was the Joker, CG <laughs> Allen, right, CGLing, right. right mm. I guess.
3: I don't know. So there's something about it. Yeah, it know.
2: lends itself to that style. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point.
3: Yeah, that that was the one thing when I was coming at it. I was kind of skipping over like hangover and stuff like that and going back to his documentary career. Again, I s I don't I don't know his documentary career really Here well. Do I. But I knew yeah. he came from that. Okay.
1: Yeah. He's I mean, I don't want to talk about him much more. It's just like He's, it's it, worth noting that's been the conversation about him because it's like what, <laughs> right. you know. But this is all like willed into existence because of him. Like, what is the backstory
2: for this coming about? Do you know it? I I don't know a lot. Of I've it.
1: watched some interviews with Todd yeah. Phillips where he's basically said like he this is something he wanted to do, and he snuck it into the studio system, and. It really says everything we need to know is he kind of disguised a real movie, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, you got in trouble for that, by making it a comic book movie. Mm -hmm. Like he said, if I made this movie and it wasn't the Joker, you'd have to do it for a lot less money and a lot less people would see it. Mm -hmm. So it is the Joker, and I got the money, and a bunch of people are going to see it. So I think that's kind of... My,
3: yeah.
2: my
1: he under- wanted to you know he That's wanted what to do I, something. To know. Yeah, I don't know. No.
3: My understanding was it was hovering around there for a long time and they did a lot of rewrites. My guess is this is just me riffing. I'm just making stuff up here. Pulling stuff out of my butt. Um I bet you know some of the recent DC kind of things probably helped it you know come about like suicide squads even though
2: suicide okay. squad made a ton of money yeah suicide squad did great
1: regardless of quality is
2: one of the reasons yeah. I was asking was because I did read I I looked through the script I didn't read it you read actually it. Looked, looked through, through the through. yeah script. Jamie Jamie had it mm-hmm. and uh it almost feels it doesn't feel like it's ledger it's trying to connect to ledger but the look of him in the script is ledger he's got scarred his his smile is torn really? with scars. Absolutely. So and a the change en- they made in the end of the movie that smile, the bloody smile in mm-hmm. the script, yeah. and the script that is dated like twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes a piece of glass and slices his face to be the Ledger smile in the script. It isn't say Ledger though, right? No, but I'm saying right. the look of him from the smile standpoint, it's a Glasgow smile that he has. Um, in the in the movie, that's
1: really weird. Okay. Yeah, because it seemed to me like whenever I saw any press of him or or Haqueen, how do you I said, <laughs> Joaquin, Joaquin, talking about it, they all they both were insistent that it was not
2: not out of disrespect, but not paying homage to any. And I'm not saying that know, it is, yeah, yeah. but I found that part of it right when I was going through. Like he takes the the last moment of the movie is exactly the same in the script, except he t- has a piece of glass from the accident. And he takes the glass and he puts it on his wrist to, to end it, like with a big smile on his face, and he decides instead to take that piece of glass from his wrist and do his
3: face. I think it would have been more interesting if he got Jared Leto tattoos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it ends with him d- tattooing
1: damage so that- on his forehead. <laughs> We're like,
2: wow, oh it is an God. origin story. <laughs> so I, that's why I was asking, because I wanted to know if somewhere in the gestation of this it was something else. Is what I mean. I
1: think that, no, I think it was uh, totally, I think it was its own thing okay. that was transformed into this. Okay. Thing, which I honestly said that years ago. I was like, we're going to, comic movies are going to get so big, we're going to start making movies within comic book movies. Yeah. And here we go. Like, you know, eventually we'll just have like a romantic comedy that takes place <laughs> and you put, superheroes in the background <laughs> just so you can say it's a marvel movie that know? iron man
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Kate back like, in sales and love <laughs> and the adventures are fighting level, outside her apartment like two low level stark industries employees yeah yeah that's gonna find happen. love tell me that's not gonna happen that's gonna
3: happen when harry osborne met sally Jamie, like come that. on. That's going to happen on okay. Disney Plus. Tell me that's that isn't. Good. That's a good title. Come yeah, on.
1: That's going <laughs> to. Done. Anyway, we have got a mammoth outline <laughs> for this shit. movie. Holy shit. And we're already like, like 20 minutes it's, into it's, this it's podcast. Fine.
2: 15. But <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, we've got a mammoth because there's a ton to talk about. Let me yeah. talk
3: about
2: my Joaquin Phoenix story first. <laughs> no, <shit. laughs> and then I'll go. And okay. then, yeah, right. Well, this next segment is going to be me blabbing mostly for a few it's minutes. Good. But it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, we're talking about
1: characters and empathy. Right. Yeah, cuz I that's a <laughs> So there's a
2: truckload right there. Yeah, what you were saying something about the your feelings on the empathy. Yeah,
3: well, I I think that's the key to this movie. Um I think this movie it doesn't have a ton of plot. The character is sort of awkward and hard to like he's not somebody you want to hang out with or you admire to be or anything like that. So you really have to have empathy for the character. And this this movie works over time it's a little maybe on the nose they're a little uh, heavy-handed mm-hmm. with getting you i mean having kids like steal his sign and then beat them up like first I mean, the first act is heavy-handed That's it's, the it's heavy-handed descriptor they, yeah they they work very hard to get you on this on his side and and yes. make you feel for him and yes. want him to have a win
2: yes and so we've, I've touched on this a few times, I mean, in a few episodes, I, I went to this seminar years ago that was the best writing seminar I've ever been to, and there's like almost no evidence that it existed on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy now is like in charge of creative Sinbad development. Sinbad taught it. I think. <laughs> Sinbad, yeah, yeah. right, it was a Sinbad yeah. screenwriting <laughs> seminar. Shazam. Um, Shazam the Shazam screen, <laughs> Shazam from, the cat. Wait, from the alternate universe? <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Not Kazam, Shazam. <laughs> Kazam the Kazam, Cat. Right. Um, uh, it's a guy named David S. Freeman. It was called Beyond Structure. And I said all that because I wish I could just send you to a link to this stuff, but it's not out there. Um, so he had this list of 40 rooting influencer techniques that he said you could find in the first act of successful films. And in the class we watched Wally, which has no dialogue, you know, for the first act. And so he showed how with no dialogue Uh, Pixar used these rooting influencer techniques in order to make us fall in love with the robot without actually ever hearing him utter a word or anyone really utter a word. So I went through and and the script is not exactly the same, but it was enough that I could recall between I've seen the movie twice um, and it was enough that I could put it all together. Another weird, (laughs) interesting change from the script is the sign scene happens later instead of earlier. Mm -hmm. It's like, Ten pages in. Really? Instead of okay. yep, it's still there, but it's out of order. So it starts with him like talking, talking to, to the, the, the social worker. Social worker, the mo- okay. It starts with that. Yep. Um so,
1: I don't know if that change would matter that much. But go ahead. I
2: think it's great. It's a great change because it goes from him you he it laughs over the image of him laying down, laying down it's, to it's the, the laughing. Yeah. It allows for that long, extended, awkward laugh. <laughs> um so um I found nineteen Rooting influencer techniques in the first 15 wow. pages. So here we go. Okay. Motormouth. Let's do the micro machines. <laughs> Opening scene, we see him painting his face as a clown. The rooting influence technique is a character displays creativity. Uh, we also see him trying to smile in the mirror, but ultimately he ends up frowning and borderline crying so that rooting influence technique is a character feels or hides pain next scene we see him working downtown as a clown and he's trying his hardest and no one is paying attention to him so that rooting influencer technique is a character is an excluded outsider so we care um the bunch of kids steal the sign from him that's suffers undeserved misfortune is that technique Um, he chases after them to get the sign back Character displays courage. So we care. Um, then the kids beat him up. Character feels pain. Um, the next scene, we see him with the social worker. And I'm going to miss some there because there's so many in this. Scene. In, in they stack scene, right. them up. Yeah, right, we right. learn so much. But the big ones are, he says he wants to be a up comedian. And he's been working on a routine. So that rooting influencer technique is your character is chasing a higher goal or purpose. So we care. Um, uh then he we see in his written journal i hope my death makes more sense than my life and originally i was saying this i thought that was showing that he was dumb and didn't know how to spell sense but a, <laughs> i was like why would they paint him as, as an idiot too like it's a, but the second time i watched it i realized it's a joke it's in his joke book makes more sense than like I, yeah. makes more money then my, my, my death makes more money than my life did yeah, because yeah. I'm fucking poor. Right. I didn't get, that went over my head. Really? Completely. Okay. Dude, it yeah. went over my head. I was like, oh, he's he can't even spell. Um, so you thought there was an intelligence thing. But yeah. It was, no, it's no, not. No. It's that he's fucking clever. Yeah, right. Um, so char- character is witty, clever. Um, Arthur says he needs more meds and nothing seems to help. We learn he's on seven medications. So that rooting influencer technique is character has emotional problems. Um, next scene, we see him on the bus. He's sitting behind the girl and, his, and her mother. He makes faces at the little girl to make her laugh. And there's two there stacked on top of each other. Uh, character has an endearing trait or eccentricity. Um, and character likes children. So if you see a character who likes children, you instantly go, I right. like them. So we're, I mean, you're already hearing so many of these right, piled on top. Yeah. We're five, we're like seven minutes in. Um, same scene, the mother tells him to stop, he can't stop laughing, everyone on the bus stares at him and he hands her a card that's like this meta thing about the movie, right? Like, right, I, um, right. Um, that says he has a condition that makes him laugh uncontrollably in situations where he shouldn't. So this is, this rooting influencer technique is character confesses a humiliation which is very, it's a very humiliating moment. Right. Um, Next scene, we see him walking toward his apartment. He's sad, he's amongst the downtrodden and disenfranchised. So character gets by with little to nothing. That's a bootstraps. Um, Next scene, we see him in the shitty apartment building. He opens the mailbox, there's no mail. This rooting influencer technique, my, my judge is that character has no one. Like he's lonely, even though he's got his mother. Um, next scene, we see him on the elevator. He, it's about to close and he stops it from closing to let the girl in, so coming to a person's aid. You know, doing a kind deed for another person. That's a rooting influencer technique. Right. Um, he has an exchange with Sophie and her little girl that ends with them smiling at each other. That's another character likes children. Um, next scene, we see him in his rundown apartment taking care of his sick mom. Character is loyal to his family his or her family that's another rooting influencer <laughs> technique so next scene we see him alone in his apartment working on jokes once again he's chasing a higher purpose right gets right him, gets us invested we see the phrase the worst part about having a mental illness is people expect you to act like you don't character has insecurities um so that's 15 minutes and it's that's 15 clever too it's clever too yeah 15 pages 19 rooting influencers. I mean, and all those rooting influencers are terms that aren't used that like this guy said. has 40 of them. Okay, he and those are all things that terms. he okay. says are ways to get you to like somebody. And they piled on 19 in the first 15 pages. I mean, it's never ending, it's fucking- yeah, hence yeah. why it feels heavy handed, right? It yeah. feels heavy handed, but it works. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it works. I think it, no, I think it generally does work. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like harumphing at the pain, I was just like. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I found myself saying that from. Sea to sea. Well, what did uh, you,
1: you said something earlier, Jamie? Before we started recording, where mm-hmm. I thought it was about the these things and the empathy and everything. But you said something specific where I was like, "We have so much empathy for this guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also it's apparent even up to this point that he's not somebody you would want in your life. No, no, you know, like you know what I mean. Like there's empathy there, but it's not something that you would want to actually like be the one to step in.
3: Yeah, and that you that's, know that's the key with these characters. Like, right. li- That's why likable is the wrong term. He's not mm-hmm. likable. Yeah, right. He's not yeah. likable. He's, he's
1: almost irritating. Yeah, you, yeah.
3: you. But you still root for him, and you still want him to do better and things like that
2: for all the reasons you know. That right, you've and those <laughs> techniques. That's a great example of how. They don't have to be "quote unquote" likable. Mm-hmm. It's not about liking them; it's about rooting for them. Right. And this is, this is why you can have stories about
3: scoundrels and mm-hmm. thieves and all right. kinds of stuff that maybe you don't like, and, and in those cases well, maybe I, you do like. I
1: was going to say that yeah, there's a lot of great there's, protagonists there's, that are
2: awful that we like. You'd want to hang out with Tony yeah. Soprano. There's a circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like yeah, that absolutely. kind of thing. Like, he's and not, I bet you if you go in any scene in 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 the Sopranos and and track these techniques they're there Mm -hmm. you know amidst the darkness right right. now I'm not
1: saying and also I just want to make clear that I'm not saying you'd want to hang out with him because he's a bad person but I'm saying like as a social being yes he seems cool whereas this guy whereas Arthur Fleck is like I don't want to spend one minute in a room with him, (laughs) (laughs) which has also got to be one of those things you know what i mean like you realize i don't even want to be with him right well excluded outsider (laughs) that gives me empathy for him because i'm like dude i don't even want to give you my time yeah yeah so yeah yeah. so
3: these things also remind me they're they're very similar to like the save the cat idea which is save the cat scenes for the blake snyder book i mean that's the book is called but it's really just one notion of having a scene where somebody saves a cat or does exactly. something that's human. what it's named after <clears throat> yeah so this right. was
1: like 19 what well, he just said was 19 of yeah. those yeah. in some
3: ways the ones that really stick out to me are like him with the kids mm-hmm. um, yeah. trying yeah. to make the kids smile because you're like well at least he's weird and all but you know kids like him he 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 genuinely kind of, yeah he, he f- wants to make a kid happy yeah he kind of gets something and they actually see him more in a positive... The kids seem to see him more in a positive level mm-hmm. like where the adults are the one that look at him weird. Yep. Um. So there's Definitely. something... And we'll, and we'll get to the theme in a bit,
1: but mm-hmm. I feel like him with the kids has kind of an... Ant- uh, it's like an antithesis to the actual supposed themes, of the, the bullying themes mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he loves kids and he wants to endear them and calm them and be you know make them laugh. Yeah, and I think there's It feels something- like the opposite of bullying. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, and right.
2: even... I thought there was something interesting in the way that he was—the first people we see him get beat by are children, and then he ends up yeah. defending them. Well, he, he's like they're just being kids, and there's yeah.
3: al, there's also that thing he says, and I can't remember the exact line, but he says, "My mother always said I'm here to put." Yeah, Son, you know he, uh, what is it? What he exactly.
1: says? Did you guys read that as a line that was written to kind of be like a Forrest Gump throwback? <laughs> no. When he said that, I was the first. Thing I was going to try to turn him into a Forrest
3: Gump. <laughs> My no, mama
2: always says, "Though I imagine her saying that." Though. He she he says, "My mother says I was put here to spread joy and laughter." Right, right. And the the fact
3: that he's that's so, what he believes his purpose. Is. He's so innocent oh. that he's naive enough to think that he's almost childlike in his own way.
2: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good point. A good yes, point. that is not something a someone who has a a, a sound, mature mind believes. No, no,
1: <laughs> you really got to give it to the movie for having a direct focus on your emotions right out of the gate. Yeah. This is like emotional 15 terrorism. pages of it, man. You want to bring
2: that word into it. And, and it keeps yeah. going. I just felt like it was overkill. I felt like even what I just did was overkill. But I felt like it was overkill to go anymore. But the first act is just piled on with those. It just keeps going with those rooting influence in the is, first it act. It is like an auteurist movie,
1: though. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was almost intentional. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, Absolutely. It was all of
2: that. Top. I mean, Empathy. all of those were choices to get you to root for him, right. for sure. Yeah, and and going off of what Jamie said with the Blake stuff, it, something we haven't talked about much. We're big for those of you who haven't listened before. We we like Blake Snyder stuff. Um, tough shit. Um, the cheeseburgers. The cheese that we write cheeseburger about cheeseburgers movies. and Blake teaches how to do cheese. You can talk about those movies. Yes, other movies. Yeah, if they oddly, don't do this has a lot of cheeseburger it stuff does. in that's, it. That's yeah.
3: the weird twist of this movie. For all its, I tried to sneak this movie in. It's very accessible.
2: I felt like it was like a comic book movie. It's kind
1: of like, okay, I'm saying this not as an insult, but it's kind of like... Walmart's art house section. Yes,
2: you know what I mean?
1: It's like for that. Yes, yeah, yes. It's my mom would understand. You know what I mean? Yes, she would. Oh get the, yeah, it's it's like people I, that yeah.
3: want a deeper experience but don't want to work too hard, hard right? for <laughs> it.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, that's not necessarily an insult. No, 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 not, not really. an insult. That's craft. Yeah. That's craft. I think though that it would repel some people who are looking for something deeper yes, yes. that would or that, you yeah, know what i'm saying like they'd be almost ins- spelled out they'd be almost insulted a like, lot how of the art
2: house crowd would like like how dare you think do, this is deep yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. anyway um, anyway there so blake talks about something in his book um called the six things that need fixing and we haven't talked we've about never this. talked about that
1: i yeah i don't know what this is or remember what this is so okay. please enlighten me And the listeners.
3: Do you want to go?
1: It's
2: it's funny
3: because it's something that I always reference, but I'm not sure exactly what he says about it. So I'll tell you what I remember. But basically, it's just those six, it's as simple as it sounds. It's six things that come up in the setup that somebody in their life need to change or otherwise they're going to quote unquote die or their life it's it they're not going to move forward some horrible things the earth's going to explode yeah yeah (laughs) it's usually it's usually more related to their personal life than to like the world stakes or something yeah these are these are more the setup kind of things
2: so it's like it's like imagine uh like a word tree and then the center is the prob the characters like inner problem. Right. Right? Yeah. And these are all sort of grown around that and they're connected to that. You know? It's uh and here's the thing. So you th- said they're not you exactly s- goals. They're kind of Well they usually do end up being, being what the goals. subplots okay. are about. There's right. the subplots are usually grown around these. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna especially in this movie. Oh, my oh God, yeah, yeah yeah. Um the the bad way to do this and this movie doesn't do it this way at all um is What I see a lot is one of two things instead of like, and and we're saying six things that need fixing because what Blake says is the great movies have around five or six um, in their setup for the character to deal with over the course of the story. Um, You don't have to have six, but it makes it for a richer experience, right? Um, I will get, most scripts I will get will have one of two things. They'll just have one thing that needs fixing and that's mm-hmm. just the A story problem. Like I gotta get back to the future and nothing else. I need a new leg. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. um, it's, it's, and, it's, it's. and then the other pro- thing will be, we don't learn about these things that need fixing until like halfway through the movie. All of a sudden, all these problems in the character's world Start surfacing mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. late into the story. It's like um, we learn that they have a peanut allergy fifty minutes in, and then they they get a peanut allergy attack on page fifty six, and we've never heard about this like life altering illness right. they've had the entire time. So, so, so a, it reframes a, the character and it confuses and it muddies it all. Um, to set up some payoff thing a little bit too. Yeah, yes. and yeah, yeah, it's yeah, but, yeah. It, but, but the most important thing is this stuff has to happen in the first act. Mm-hmm. If you start piling it on in the second act, it doesn't work. It like detracts from what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So um they usually this is from Blake, this is direct from Blake's book. Okay. Um they usually are around five different things. Okay. Changes in attractiveness or personality, uh, strained personal relationships. Both of these are in Joker. Um, not being entrusted with responsibility or or a person not being able to handle responsibility. That's it. Also in that's the Joker. Yeah. Um, being invisible to people. <laughs> it's like a fucking movie. It's whole movie. That yeah. is Joker. It's Joker, right. Um, others don't believe in you or you've given up on yourself. So, I mean, Joker... The whole He lost his first job, nobody thinks is, he do anything. All those rooting right, yeah. influencers are like branched around those six things, those things that need fixing. And I feel like it fits all of that to a T, man. Like I was watching this movie, I was like, this is the six six things that need fixing the movie. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> So what you're saying is basically like the mo the most art house all-tourist DC movie is still like this incredibly like consumable commercially, d- commercially d- consuma- constructed
3: constructed <laughs> yeah. entity that's why if you compare it because obviously it i think it most compares to taxi driver in my mind Mm -hmm. yeah and taxi driver i don't think you really get a lot of rooting influences they kind of leave it up to you whether or not you want to like that character or not you know it's kind of yeah kind of like do you like this person and and if we're comparing it to taxi driver Mm -hmm.
1: uh, which obviously it's there yeah uh there's way less empathy all those things that you listed jimmy way less Mm -hmm. for travis pickle Mm-hmm. I feel like he's much less. He's very, In fact, <laughs> he's, he is.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's very vague. Yeah. The things he's saying about society are actually distasteful. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's hating yeah. on everything and stuff like
2: that. But there is empathy there. There's but empathy, but it's, it's different. Less, yeah, it's way less. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. feels like he has power. Mm-hmm. Travis Bickle feels like he a has it's a way power. different take
1: on
3: these personal Str- problems. Right. Strangely, it's so, which I
1: think this is more of an aesthetic homage. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, character mod. Totally. Yeah, but right. I,
3: yeah. I think I think the reason I think it most compares though is plot wise, if you want to call it that, it's similarly structured. In the rise, right, Yes, yeah. that, right, that's yeah. the part I in feel the, like in the fall. Uh, in the
1: ri- Travis Bickle family says, "I'm God's lonely man." You could apply that to Joker, absolutely, yeah. totally. But I don't feel like they're the same. They don't want it, the same it, thing, and they yeah. don't the same on,
3: thing. On, I think they're almost inverses of each other's they characters. Are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 On one hand, Travis Bickle, <laughs> like Ken. Uh, relate to Sybil Shepard and kind of, like, she likes him, you yeah, know? Yeah, Where this character really doesn't have that He couldn't ability. even get a date if he tried. No. Yeah, 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 it's no. like you look at it. And on the flip side, we wish Travis Bickle wasn't, didn't have his internal monologue, but this character's internal monologue is about bringing smiles to people yes. and happy,
1: you know what I mean? It's, it's also... It's a different, they're, like, <laughs> inverted. If you want to talk about the comparison, um... I feel like Joker in this movie gets what Travis Bickle
2: wants. So, and I'm (laughs) saving, I I read read a Paul Schrader interview with Taxi Driver. I wasn't looking for it. It popped up probably algorithm-wise because I was looking up Joker stuff. I mean, people have pretty much... And it's a, it's an so. old interview from Creative Screenwriting and he talks about the construction of Travis Bickle and I'll bring it up when we talk about later in the okay. theme. Okay, Um We'll revisit this because okay. I feel like it's a better surprise what Paul Schrader guys, said about Travis Bickle. You guys Bickle. already see what I was going to say. Yeah, like, yeah. They, the two, but, like, they don't, he, one it's gets to what the other one wants. And that's what I want to talk about. Right, yeah. Specifically what it's Travis, what, uh, about Paul Schrader Which, said, what his intent was.
1: The only reason I think that's important to bring up is because I saw several reviews say that this movie doesn't understand taxi driver and i'm like i don't think it's trying to be taxi driver be no not me. at all I, which is weird to me that that's the criticism i'm seeing like it looks kind <laughs> of like it it's <laughs> just the time period it's and the time aesthetics period are... and it looks kind of like
2: it but it's not but they're motivated right? by the time period that it takes place yeah,
1: yeah so yeah the i mean the biggest thing we're gonna talk we can talk about is what you've already kind of touched on is first acts yeah long
3: first acts Yeah, this this is a weird movie in general, structure-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I hate to bring up Taxi Driver again, but Taxi (laughs) Taxi Driver is a weird movie, structure-wise, too. That's where I really see the comparison between the two movies. They deliver different things, but they kind of use some of the same methodology, Mm structure-wise, to get there. I agree. So, like, this movie I'd almost describe, we've talked about it before, I bring it up a lot, the Robert McGee triangle. Uh, arch plot, mini plot, um, anti plot. Give that, us a quick rundown. Sure. At the top of that, the arch plots, the cheeseburger. It's it's a uh, goal. Here's with goals. There's an obstacle in the way. There's stakes. Um, there's clear motivation. There's cause effect from scene to scene. Um, open and, and close. That's, that's like open and close. It's like you're
1: back to the future. Yep. Back to the
3: Future, um, prototypical Hollywood Quest, movie. Back to the Future, all Pixar movies. Yeah, oh, Pixar for the most part. All Marvel movies. Yeah, but not now. All DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, woo! So, uh, yeah, right. so anti plot is your surreal stuff. So that's the David Lynch territory, and we don't see a lot of those, especially on this show. I'm sure there are a lot of them in weird, uh, in art film kind of contexts and sure. stuff. Yeah, there are things that touch it.
1: They aren't blockbusters. They're not blockbusters. Like, I
3: can't even think, aside from the David Lynch ones and maybe some like Fellini stuff and things, I can't (laughs) even think of ones that rise. That, Terrence yep, Malick, people, maybe or maybe, something. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then on the other side, you yeah, have mini plot. By the way, this is a spectrum, so things fall various levels all it. over the place. So like a movie like Mandy might fall in the middle or something, yeah. you know, right, right, with right. The, all the weird kind of stuff. Um, so mini plots tend to be non cause effect. Characters have loose goals. Um, they can be day in a life. Think random scenes can happen. Yeah. It just feels like we're kind of filming life and then there's no up the boring What's a good example of that? Uh once upon a time in America might be a, a, an example what of What about that. something like uh, clerks? Clerks could be. Clerks has a little bit of plot. And that's yeah. the thing about mini plots. But it's in the life. Yeah. 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 Mini yeah. plots are like that. Mini plots, they have a little bit of plot and they show sparks of plot at various
2: times. They pick it up and leave it. They pick, pick it up it and, up leave, and leave, it, leave it,
3: pick it up. They, it might not satisfy you. They might How about this? and Confused. That might be better. and Confused, definitely. That's, that's great.
1: the plot is not but great. barely Great. There. Great. Right. great yeah. But
3: a lot chillies. of your Sundance movies, like I can think of stuff like Lady Bird recently or yeah, something right. like that. Yeah. Um, there, there and there are tons of movies that are very popular that character time period pieces really fit that oh head. yeah yeah like anything <laughs> like that like this yeah right <laughs> yes right and the reason I put I'm leaning toward and I'd like to hear what what you guys think uh, I'm leaning toward putting this one is because I can't really pick a clear photographable goal. this overall overall he has many goals yeah it almost seems like the better if his goal let's say jimmy always has
1: visible goals and it's like i don't think he has so
3: king of comedy actually to do the other one that this gets compared to does have a visible goal uh the king robert narrows wants to be on the show he wants to be on the show so by the end guess what third act he's on the show we can see that he made the show
2: you could argue that arthur wants it's to- not an expressed goal he's working towards well he, he, well he
1: does have a very clear vision of him being pulled yeah that's onto the true show. I, but he's in the audience i
3: think though like we said goals come and go and yeah. it is a goal at a time absolutely it's, not, it's, it's not- like when he's watching the show yeah, the <laughs>
2: yeah. It sure will would be nice to be but he's on not like mom
3: i'm
1: gonna do it i'm yes. gonna get on that show in Great. a clear cheeseburger yeah. movie
3: <laughs> right. you would say this is what the movie's about you'd say it's about a guy with a, you know, mental disorder who wants to be on the Tonight Show and yeah. and we right, couldn't right. say that about this necessarily. No, no. That that becomes a goal of his. Yeah. But it also isn't totally his end game. so you could no.
1: argue that his opening dream sequence was more just about him being seen. Yep. It wasn't about the show itself. It's about
2: someone caring.
1: It's about somebody caring. I don't think it had anything to do with just specifically yeah. the show. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
3: So, I, my take on this movie is it falls more in that mini plot camp where Definitely. we're sort of.
1: Yeah, I agree. Almost like a documentary
3: <laughs> of a guy's descent. But the least
1: interesting path of us all agreeing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. it,
3: it's, it's kind of a documentary of a guy's descent into madness, sort yeah. of thing. And, yeah. and it picks and chooses what parts it's going to show. And the thing that makes this more cheeseburger than your standard Sundance thing is it just does a great job of executing all the storylines. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things to keep our attention and a lot of like mini goals along the way. Lots. There's of lots goals. of mini goals. Yeah. 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 So to me, the structure talk starts with that because a lot of these mini pop movies are harder to figure out what's act one, where does act one end? Where's the lock
1: in? Where's yeah, the, anything? The right. lock
3: in usually happens. The, in the lock-in, which we talked about before, which is kind of this moment where the hero goal, obstacle, and stakes are all established, and the hero has a mission, does he have a mission so, at some point, So,
1: what do you think? Well, if this I had is... to, Yeah, I know. <laughs> if I had to pick a lock-in, mm-hmm. I guess it would be his first murders. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, that just seems obvious. That's what I, I, mean, that's 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 that that I go to. Because that's when he first... F- I was feel stumped saying it's when he first feels like the Joker, or mm-hmm. what he's becoming... That's when a mission, or like, okay, I like that. I'm gonna keep pursuing that. But there's no definable, and and no moment do I think that Arthur has like a definable goal no, in I the end game of all of no, this. An- agree another with another
3: you. way, you know? to, another way to look at it though is, when does the ordinary world become a new world? And that's
2: the upside down world. Yeah. yeah. So oh, so yeah. I I go. Uh, that's what my and this is a cheeseburger. I'm looking at this from a cheeseburger standpoint. But we say I say cheeseburger it, too, like. We mean, we mean like, like blockbuster, blockbuster movies. Four McDonald's. quadrant movies. Yeah. That everybody we loves Generally cheeseburgers. talk about on the podcast. We say, we say cheeseburgers. Because who so knows? Much. Somebody's yeah. picking this up for the first time. Right. Um
3: everybody loves cheeseburgers, but you know, save something the cat like, blockbusters. That's what we're talking about. Something like eating eel might be a <laughs>
2: <laughs> often it t- <laughs> <laughs> I only eat turkey burgers. So this movie ahead. is an eel. Yeah. Um it often with the mini plot also that I go with the before world, what the character's life was before. Upside down world, the circus mirror version of their life where they're encountering things that they've never encountered before. And then the synthesis, the new world, now that they've learned all the things that they've learned. So act one, two, and three. (laughs) Yes. So before world, to me, is clear. Like you said, like you guys said, it ends when he shoots those people because now all of a sudden people are paying attention to him. You know, um, he his mission is sort of becomes self-discovery, um, figuring out who he really is. All of that is born out of the actions he took in that moment where he like shoots somebody. Right. So I think it's very clear. And that's why I was wanted to say I mean, easy. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's a long act one. But talking about yeah, all those you know, things, how, do you know how long that yeah, was? Yeah. So in the script, it's 37 pages. And I timed it the second time because I was. It was one of the reasons I went back. I just wanted to see how long the first act was. Okay, Um, it's forty-two minutes when he shoots those guys until the until the the, the upside down world, the before world ends. But we we saw all the efforts made to set up all those reasons to root for him, and it feels like it's extra long because they wanted to, to take an extra long time. Piling on all that rooting influence, you know, like you take some of that away, maybe the rest of the movie doesn't work, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And, so. and
3: this movie seems like a collection of B stories, almost. Like, yes, you yeah, should, yeah. You could say the dating story. Yep. His mother's story, um, the stand-up comedy story. Yep. Um, maybe even his workplace kind of story. Def- I mean, def- oh, absolutely. Definitely. absolutely. And, yeah. and that
2: one ends has a great ending. The, the cops yeah.
3: hunting him story. Yeah. So it's like. None of those necessarily outweigh the others. Like right. it's not like this is the movie where he tries to have a relationship, or right. this is the movie that where he tries. It kind of
1: goes stand-up. with your mini plots. Yeah, then, right. I mean, it's that's, it's a yeah. bu-
3: it's several different stories, but to do that, you need an act one that sets up every single one of those stories. Yep, and puts them in their starting puts place. them into motion. Because so. to
1: do that, you need the the character being in those is the most important thing, and that right. th- that has that that's how it sells exactly. It. Right.
2: And the and the and the the the. The climactic moment that shifts us into where all of those things are going to come undone is him shooting those people. Right. So, yeah, I just, it was, a, it's another example because I feel like we're, we're, we're having these common things now on these uh, Jurassic Park 42 minutes, Demolition Man, we just talked about 38 minutes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, these movies with these long act ones, they work. Yeah. They work. They work What's, great. And the suggested thing normally, what twenty five like, percent is twenty five minutes out of hundred? So these are generally
3: minutes. going to almost twenty minutes over. Yes. Now on the flip side of that, most of these movies, this one included, is probably two hours.
2: Yeah, it's one twenty minutes, so it's more so of a percentage, twenty five percent, twenty five percent. I that. hate that so much, people, and and you mean you hate the fact that people think it's a well, role. it's detrimental, and what happens is people who are just starting out and. I see it all the time, I'm like, eh, I'll flip, I'll be working on a script and sure enough, that end of act one happens on page 25 and it <laughs> shouldn't have happened on 25, it needed more time um, based on what the, what the writer was trying to do, so I like talking about this because I want to encourage people I, to get away from that. It's It's been a while since I've read a lot of amateur scripts,
3: but the, and the reason I think it's gotten like that is because when I used to read amateur scripts, and I'm sure you encountered this a lot too, is the first act break didn't come to page fifty or sixty or seventy. Mm. You know, is like people didn't know how to start their story mm. and they didn't realize they were supposed to. So you'd read this right. long story that okay. went to page fifty or sixty, and you'd still be asking yourself on page fifty, doesn't sound like you get a lot of this. I don't. I used to when I would read scripts, I would always get the thing where I was on page fifty and I was like what is this story about? And <laughs> yeah. I'd be on page fifty. For whatever reason, you're not getting those.
2: No, you know what I'm getting? Yeah. I'm getting no things that need fixing. So I'm getting they the, skimp they over. They completely them. skip over the things that need fixing and we get right into, and that's great. Like we want to get into, into the story. The story yeah, right. And I applaud that. And I always do applaud it. Like, great. It's like moving. People are Generally, in my experience, and to, to put it in perspective, I read about 40 pages a day, every day, five days a week of amateur scripts. That is my living. That is my life. So I encounter poorly done. I have very right, talented yeah. clients, but I also have I encounter a lot of this. And mainly what I see is not the 50 page act, end of act one. I see end of act one is like page 15 or page so twenty. what you're saying is it's coming at the sacrifice of characters absolutely That's there's what you're saying. nothing okay. there's nothing explored beyond the a story the main goal get the treasure on the island you know and I it's like great movies are about characters there's stories. so much it's, more that you could do <laughs> right, right
3: it's so interesting though because I had like I said back when I used to read a lot of scripts which goes back probably early 2000s I, I it was the exact opposite it was that my most common note was, Hey, you know, page 70? That should be on page 25. <laughs> Cut the rest. Well, do you that you was think, my yeah. miscom- I wonder if Save the Cat's working well, in no, some it, ways. Maybe I was, was going to suggest
1: it was more the fact of the industry and what the consumer is consuming now. Could be. Mm. You think that
2: might be? The it? attention span but, is different, and the writers that are sending me stuff are very conditioned very differently, maybe, than the writers yeah. who you were reading when you were at a point where you were yeah, reading my, Amateur Mine were all probably
3: that. coming from the novel world, they were probably character driven. Mm. Maybe yours are now coming from something that more plot-driven as far as the instruction yeah. goes, and they're just trying to get to the interesting thing right. quicker. They're maybe, sort of they haven't figured out the character story. And yeah, maybe. maybe. So it's
2: just I I I'm, I pat, I hammer down this point about these long act ones. Man, look at these movies. Look at these awesome movies that have. That Rocky. don't change until they don't hit us into the main yeah. story for 40 pages. But you know what? We know everything about that character's world before they start trying to solve the problem. And that it's makes a, you invested. So it's an
1: act one that's basically like a movie
2: before the movie. Absolutely. Starts. That's what it is. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's crucial. It's crucial. And it's like, you yeah. know. What are they like? What are their problems like at work? What are their problems like at home? What are their problems like in the social situation? What do they do for fun? Oh, nothing? Well, that's a problem. <laughs> like, you know, right. I read scripts every day that contain none of these. So I'm applauding this movie for taking 42 minutes of the movie before we start getting to the Joker, quote unquote, story, you know.
1: And that's it's, all, you know, and l- honestly, uh the reactions I've seen are the first part's boring.
2: Oh my <laughs> god. I've seen so many of that.
1: And I'm not saying that people had to feel. It's yeah. just funny that we're it's talking about this. It's my favorite part of the I've movie. The, the, fir- fir- the first
2: act is, I, to me, the best part I, of the movie. I, I
3: think there's a danger in doing it in that first acts usually don't have the conflict yet. So you have to sure, find- Sure, yeah. You have to the find lock-in all, in and You have to find other ways to have tension. Exactly. There has to be tension somehow. So in that's, this where case, in, that's where the craft comes in. That's where the craft comes in. You have to find other ways to make things interesting. The, like- so his job at this weird clown dispatcher <laughs> I don't know I don't quite understand what that thing was, it was it's taxi if it, they were clowns <laughs> yeah
1: it's like Which what I kind of like that, would... that. <laughs> I was like is that a business where they dispatch
3: clowns yeah but at least it's interesting <laughs> it I don't know
1: the entire,
2: it, I was just like I'm just going with it yeah. I know
1: and, and that what to me is. that was like the slight touch of comic that's book that's made. the comic yeah. book right?
2: and I
3: was there?
1: like I that's can forgive the, that's this that's a killing joke you scenario could, you could right. see
3: that in a comic book
1: right I was like if this wasn't a comic movie I would be like what is going yeah, on yeah, but it's like, i was like okay fine they're a clown dispatcher it's, I was it's like, a yeah. clown pimp or something. I, don't know what it was. I definitely
2: was like what is going on what is happening and then when
3: he got fired i was like can he just do this out of his house but
2: anyway
3: <laughs> <laughs> how many clowns have a dispatcher he's probably taking 10 percent.
2: it's not a job you want um anyway it's fine yeah that doesn't matter. like the boss is getting inundated with complaints because <laughs> business is so booming <laughs> like yeah right this <laughs> but, is like my eighth complaint this week like but, how
3: but him him getting him getting <laughs> beat weird. up him getting in these weird conflicts on the bus all that stuff is adding tension to the script it's adding interest um so you have to find those things that's the danger of these long act ones is when there's no conflict and stuff you have to find other ways to add tension to the script
1: i think to well i think under a microscope it's what everything we're saying everything you guys are saying is absolutely true but I can see how people who aren't used to ingesting stuff like that would just see it as a meandering nothing.
2: Get to the story. Right. Yes.
1: So A lot of people are looking for stories. you got to find a way.
2: To... There's a happy medium. There's a happy Absolutely. medium there.
1: I, I wasn't bored by the first act at
2: all. Is but... anyone bored by Jurassic Park for the first 42 minutes? So, Absolutely no, fucking not. No. Yeah. No.
1: So if you do it right. <laughs> right. And that's not. That's not something I've ever heard anyone say. Yeah. Oh, my God. The first Park. act of Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> Get to the point. <laughs> right. But I think that also, that, that brings us, because we're talking about the buildup of Arthur. We're going to talk about the big thing, The you know I think, that with this movie. It's about unreliable narrators mm-hmm. versus dishonest protagonists.
2: Yes, I brought it up on purpose.
1: Explain that second half to me, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay. I don't know what you mean. <sighs> okay. Okay. I think one of the reasons people are getting frustrated with the labeling of this movie this is uh, as unreliable narrator because which is some, a term that exists it's a term it's a common term. it's a common term right It's yeah, like yeah. a common used in many famous novels like it's
3: the usual suspects I think might see so so
2: that's why i I, I want to talk about that because okay. I, I even though he's okay. an unreliable narrator um he's fucking lucid. Like he's he's playing fast say, what and loose say. with the truth, and I think that Joker doesn't know what's real and what's not in the end. When he's when I we shouldn't talk theories, but like for instance, Fight Club with this movie, Tyler I think you Durden, can... the narrator Edward Norton's character, he doesn't know that he's unreliable. Like the entire time, he's just as confused about what's happening as the audience is for the entire time. He's never lying to us. Um, American Psycho. I was just about to say American Psycho. Patrick Bateman is never trying, we're never shown something that he doesn't believe is real. It's never a lying to the audience, uh, deceiving. It's only the phone call at the end where we're like, oh, was that not real? Right. There's no deception going on for the the people, the audience watching and the people in the story. Um, And... uh, It's a POV question. It's a POV question. And usual suspects, the entire thing is a lie on purpose, and we're meant to be deceived. So it's a completely different experience all around. I get what you're
1: saying. So you're saying Arthur
2: Fleck is not, like, we're
1: experiencing the world as he is, believes He believes his rise. He is not trying actively to deceive us or anyone else in I the movie. I don't believe so. No, I think, I'm agreeing. I
3: actually right. believe yes. you're, what you're you, saying. Beautiful mind would be another example. Exactly. Right,
2: yeah. Right. Unreliable narrator. Right. You don't know if he's really talking to his wife or not. Right. <laughs> Neither does he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I No, I, I agree. I don't think whereas Arthur has a grip on if,
1: what is actually going on. Whereas yeah. if
2: Russell Crowe was like, like, uh, talking to his wife, and then like you, you find out like all of all of his like testimony was he was just bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. on purpose. Right. And and you pull the rug out on the audience, and he's pulling the rug on out on any everyone around him. So right. that's a difference. There, I think there is a difference, and I think it informs everything in the movie.
1: So you're saying that you think people are misconstruing this as the Joker dishonest
2: protagonist. They're,
1: you're saying they're construing it as he's like. Trying to play us like a fiddle, and but he's actually not. And
2: they're and they're getting pissed off at at leaving the experience because they feel they feel cheat, cheated and lied to. They're frustrated. The people I see frustrated by the label of unreliable narrator is like, oh fuck that. That means everything I saw was nothing. Like that's a lie. Like, and and I think that's because they are. Attaching it to the stuff. It's usual like Vanilla suspects. Sky, man.
3: That does <laughs> a dream. Yeah, that doesn't I don't I, I haven't really heard these. I saw I've seen some, this. yeah. But yeah, it doesn't I sent make I one. you guys one. <laughs> yeah. this so This so, is a movie that's purely showing us the POV of a character and when he finds out that it's not real is when we find out it's not yes. real.
2: Yes. That's the difference. It's there. They 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 made that decision. Although, yeah. I, I guessed it
1: pretty early on. <laughs> yeah i was like she's not there it seemed
3: seemed
2: crazy that
3: she would be i know it's like like, like, if she was into him i would have probably hated the the movie i would have been like this is bullshit yeah i I think that's the the second she he walks in
2: and makes out with her with no in between right i was
3: like either this is the worst movie or something we're
1: gonna find out about so
2: you know i was
1: i've thought long and hard about that whole arc that little mini plot there yeah and i was like it's so heavy-handed and obvious that she's not there. I'm thinking that we're supposed to know that even before the reveal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they've spent 40-some minutes.
2: I think you're supposed to know.
1: And it's like, it's I think that the movie actually is saying... Right then and Something's there. not right, and you know it isn't. Right then and there. It's not, yeah. Like, the reveal isn't supposed to be this giant thing. It's They're just planting
2: like, the intrigue about what, why this doesn't We're feel ahead right. of Arthur. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then they answer it with the reveal specifically right. around her. That's totally. I also think that's pretty much saying that every all bets are off. Right.
1: You, you might be watching nothing. But I yeah. go right. ahead, Jamie. Yeah. Well, sorry. My, yeah, my, Go ahead.
3: My theory is she's Catwoman.
2: <laughs> no, <I'm just> sorry. <laughs> <I> mean, fine. <laughs> Sazzy beats his Catwoman. Sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that there's a difference. Like Memento, he doesn't know he's lying to. So he's not lying to the audience. He's not he is deceptive, but the character is experiencing like every situation and he has no fucking clue also, what's going on. <laughs> everything we talked about with the first long act,
1: the character that was complete that was constructed here is not dishonest.
2: He's not a dishonest no, character. He's not. Which is I mean, that's it, something that's great about him.
1: Something to talk about in another podcast he's honest with the to Joker a fault. itself, but he doesn't he's weirdly like
2: good in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, yes. it's like yeah. yeah. There, there's
2: yes. a purity there's to a him. There's a purity, and it in doesn't make child yeah. like you said. Mm-hmm. A child, Jamie said, child. He's childlike in that way. He's the guy here to put sunshine in the world, or whatever yeah. his mother sunshine says. Sunshine, smiles, like it, and joy. His intentions are good. Yeah. What is the <laughs> lo- I, I, uh, road to
1: hell, man? He's just paving
2: it with bad. The yeah. uh, he was. Put here to spread joy and laughter. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: And I think he truly believes that. I
1: think so, yeah. too. So you're saying that you, you think people are misconstruing people it as, are, like, he's are, actively attacking are, me are yeah, deceiving me. you deceived me. Right. The
2: whole thing was a lie on purpose. Fuck you, filmmakers, storytellers. And yeah. I don't think that's what this is right. at all. And I think there is a difference. It's and, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was an interesting topic to talk about. I never so thought about maybe, the dishonest. I never heard dishonest protagonists. Yeah, I don't though. think I it's never- a common thing, but I've heard it a couple times and I align with it. I like it. I use it when I'm comparing, when I'm dealing with a story, a client story that's a unreliable narrator who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And then I have a character who's lying about their goal the whole time and you find out it's a different goal. Like in this movie, the people I'm talking about who are not receiving this well are assuming that Joker's goal in the end was the whole time was stuff. to lie about the whole thing. And, no, and, and I don't think that's. We're the gonna case. get to that, but yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. he didn't really have a goal. Right, he was just—he's just crazy, taking it out on his bullies, <laughs>
1: and he has no clue what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's—that's—he's
3: yeah. not like. I don't think there's a plan at all. There's, just, not decept- no, there's not, not a deception. There's not a. There's no deception. There's not a,
1: a plan of deception. Absolutely like, not. If yeah. you even want to talk about that, like he get his end goal where he actually shoots Murray in the it's head. Not his goal. He was asked to be on the show, yeah. Right. Like he was, like he didn't even do it. <laughs> it's all passive. It's like mm-hmm. passive goals, right? He passively
2: gets things done. Well, he, yeah. Right. Keep. You, you were go. Were you going somewhere no, no, go oh, else? No, no. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I was making a transition. I thought you were continuing to just.
1: Oh, go I, would, on that I wrote. Point. Okay, so I well, on this point, I was gonna say like, is uh, we talk about dream logic a lot. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that's kind of on display in this movie
3: in a bit? I, I don't really feel it too don't much. Do you feel too much? Not too much. What, what points in
2: particular? Mm, I think the second time there was some dream logic. And that's why mm. I want it. We can talk that. we can well, where, the where coincidence. are you getting it from? Where I'm you, talking yeah, about the coincidence yeah. factor. That's kind of what I was thinking, I wanna too. I want to figure out with you guys why it works. So what, what coincidences in particular? There's yeah. 11 of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like joker by the numbers with jimmy george yeah, you better fucking believe it
3: we need an infographic
2: okay. yeah yeah seriously yeah the the, uh, the 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 ones that are that people are going to scoff at but they are coincidences um are the are before the story starts. if we disagree we'll tell you yeah he, yeah. he d- his mom just oh, so happens to be a, his mom number one is the big one it's in the construction please do scoff I love it um, I'll just laugh like the Joker okay. um, his mom just so happens to be a former employee of Thomas Wayne how convenient for this whole telling of the story that he will I think be. that's okay. okay I,
1: because it's not like they know they're in a Batman yeah. world, right? right. That's, that's okay. That's okay. what
3: pulls him into the Thomas Wayne into the story. Is they are related. It is an so origin is that story. The one Batman that does t- not standard in I, a drama would be forgivable. See, I don't think yes. so. I don't think that's a coincidence as okay. much. I, I think no, it's not a coincidence. That's
2: why I yeah. wanted to debate I, these. I no, yeah. purposely brought this up. Yeah. That no, is not I, a coincidence. I
3: agree with okay. Bob. I yeah. think yeah. the only reason not. it feels like a coincidence it's is because we know it's the Batman universe. but.
1: This is an origin story. Batman doesn't exist yet. You can do whatever to get those okay. two together. So it's not. And that does not count okay, as a so coincidence. Down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. down, down, down to 10. Down to 10. Still at 10. Um, ten.
2: The We're going to pe- rebut them. The, no, this is great. Take <laughs> I, them down. I object. <laughs> the Jimmy George machine's <laughs> um, coming down. The he, the people he shoots just so happen to work for Thomas Wayne. This shooting that's, just so that's, happens. That's fine. I think that's a coincidence.
1: That's a coincidence. Because Thomas Wayne has been introduced, and then he happens to kill people.
3: Yeah, so well, that's a coincidence. coincidence. And his okay. mom, yeah, I right. think that might be the one. The group. one, the one. Okay, that's my
2: gut. His shooting just so happens to create a social movement. I I think that's cause effect. That's cause effect. Mm, yeah, he wasn't trying to make it cause effect. Well, that's part of the. M- it's convenient for all the things that need to happen. It just so happens to I create disagree. a social movement. That's my biggest one. I don't I, buy it at all. I, yeah, it's bullshit that he creates
1: a social movement. Yeah. He,
2: I, well, I don't think we're because he shot people so well he
1: shot like you know three people i know i've seen it were... twice
2: and i was trying to make it work that for me is the big one i think I that,
1: that i don't
3: i don't i don't see it i i object to that yeah, one, okay i so don't think that's
1: a coincidence to, i agree with what well, i would one. like to talk about that more later we okay vote. okay
2: yeah. Yeah. um when he shows up at wayne mansion's gate bruce wayne just so happens to be there right in front of him so that he can threaten him and hold him by the throat if he wants to just so happens to i don't be know there. man
1: because the thing we already said wasn't a coincidence got him to the gate and the fact that the kid is there i mean whatever i,
2: I if i can per, if i can put the word conveniently before the the event then it's to convenient. me it's a coincidence i think it's convenient how convenient that i go to wayne mansion and bruce wayne is right there in front of me boy i don't think that you should was say easy bruce wayne i don't it, it seems
1: like you're you're saying this predicated upon it like, being a batman world movie
2: no but he's but, going
1: there to confront yeah, but the fact that the kid is at his house property, right. I don't yeah, know. I don't, so both
0: the so either I, I think that's I, fine. Still. I, I think that's fine, man. Yeah. Uh
2: <laughs> he shows up to the heavily guarded Wayne Benefit event and we're shown protesters being thrown by force away from getting in, and he walks right past them and gets in. Just conveniently just well, walks right past everybody being thrown pers- aside. Okay,
1: personally how I read that was is that the one thing Arthur has as a
2: superpower. Is he's invisible? My point about these things, as this is the dream logic, because this would never happen. Right. That's also true. I'm, because I it's a dream. Right. Because he's.
1: It's not. I don't know, but is that a coincidence, or is that just like? Convenience. It's yeah,
2: convenience I can redefine these
3: uh, as yeah, that's convenience that, that one they just be, like, they're right also on the like
1: you just said did it even happen right
2: <laughs> fucking and that's why I'm bringing it up with the dream <laughs> right. off the dream logic right, right, right. I put this in there off your question about that, the no, logic. that
1: definitely would be something I would point to as dream logic this yeah. wouldn't happen right
2: yeah he wouldn't walk up to Wayne Gate looking for Bruce Wayne and his dad, and Bruce Wayne's just there. Right. There's no way. Right. I'll and allow- Alfred's just there. I'll allow it. <laughs> so we're, not, we're on two. He
1: manufactured an entire <laughs> relationship yeah. with a famous person. Right. Like his mom might never even have met Bruce Wayne. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, his
2: comedy routine tape just so happens to be passed along to Murray Franklin. <laughs> his comedy routine was taped. It's 1980. It just so happens to be <laughs> passed to Murray Franklin. Right. I think that's a coincidence.
1: And Do you now- object? No. That would also kind of dream logic, dream logic. Mm-hmm. a little bit.
2: That's and my question is, why does it work? Why does Jamie go? I object, and he's like Jamie, who I think is a yeah, is I, a strict judge. Yeah, it doesn't I bother. Him. I
3: don't like coincidences, but yeah, th- that one. I
1: think you, me too it much. doesn't bother you because I mean I don't know about you guys, but I read the whole movie as like whatever's happening could be anything
2: they've already established that
1: yeah they've already established i feel that all like off, in a so. standard
2: drama these things would not fly they would not fly right and that's why i think it's interesting i think what you're doing is discussing. you're proving it's all a dream
1: that's what i'm trying yeah, to say you're, here it's dream- right, yeah.
2: um uh not only does it is it passed along to murray franklin but then murray franklin just so happens to think it's good enough to put up to, to play on his show which also just so happens to lead to public demand so high that he is invited on the show that's a coincidence upon mention, a coincidence upon mention, a coincidence
1: upon the fact that he's already admitted to the audience and to whoever else that he wants to be a stand up comedian and we watch the moment yeah. where his big or his idol says hey come on my show and be a stand up comedian yeah. Right, yeah.
2: dream logic. Dream logic, right. Right, so there's, yeah. so like are fantasies. we, uh, do, do you you approve of four now? Just something like that. 3 we're at like three, <laughs> three or four. Or four. <laughs> three <laughs> or four. Three yeah. or four. Yeah. Um, uh, while being chased by the cops, he escapes into a train that just so happens to be full of rioters wearing clown masks, which conveniently allows him to escape. Yeah. He's but, in a city with a riot going on? Yeah, though. that's
3: the thing. I think that's more a setup payoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd give that a setup okay. payoff. Because okay.
1: it's been established okay. that that is. No, Paul, here, here's where it would be a coincidence
3: up. is if it was a random circus that was in town, okay. then I'd call it a coincidence. A random circus. God, I, <laughs> I wish it was a random
2: <laughs> circus. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, okay.
3: Yeah. I, I'm. It was if if the insane clown posse was in town <laughs>
2: <laughs> in the eighties, <80s>. um, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, on the way to jail, the police car. You're gonna say this is cause in effect, then? Oh, the police car just so happens to be rammed by one of the rioters who free him from captivity. To me, it's like a deus ex machina. Like, yeah, he was going to jail, and he's just, bam, he's free. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, deus ex machina. It is. Co- coincidence. Yeah. Um, his actions just so happen to lead to the death of the Waynes and the creation of the Batman. I think coincidence.
1: you could boil all this down to, isn't it all just a bit Dream too convenient? convenient? Right. And now, this doesn't really have to do with the script, but um, I, was, I was talking with some friends about this, And it was like the overarching theme of the Joker as a character is that he's never told the truth, right? And this movie's almost—they could keep. I said, I said they should just keep making Hot Queen Phoenix movies as the Joker, and every one is a different origin story. This is one you could do every time; it's different. I would love it. it, There is none. It's like he's. This is his. This is him just making up. But I don't think true. he's lying. I think he believes this. No, is he real. believes it. But <laughs> I then it, think he's like. But yes. <laughs> but you believe. But every. But you can believe that his brain would like glitch again, and then he would see. He would be like,
2: "Oh this. no, no, wait. No, that's not actually, what happened. This is what
1: happened." So, actually, so I know. brought
2: that up because. <laughs> and if it makes a billion dollars, we're going to see the. Actually, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. I have two reasons why I think it works. So I brought all that up because I don't think it should work, given all of those things. But I think it works. I am in favor of this movie. I'm on the movie side. So I think I wasn't you,
1: expecting that to be honest with you.
2: Really? Yeah. I. d we'll get to the one thing I don't like. Okay. Um so I wanted to bring that up for two reasons. Bouncing off your dream logic, because I think the dream logic is is kind of explored through the coincidences. I'm and glad that wasn't a garbage point. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I thought it was a good point. I was okay. like, this is the perfect place to, to fit my, okay. my 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 n- observations about all this. Um but also Is it a comedy or a tragedy? Because in comedies, we forgive coincidence and convenience because that's how comedies work. In a tragedy, we never forgive coincidence or convenience. We only forgive one. And to me, I think that speaks to the fact that the person telling the story believes this is a comedy. Every single fucking scene, it's brought up. It's brought up over and over. My life is a trap. You know, and there's that, that opening image um, is him doing the two famous tragedy comedy faces. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I don't remember what it's called, like Sock and Buck or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he starts out with it crying, and in the end, he puts it up. So, I mean, I don't know. What do I you mean, guys think? I,
1: lo- I didn't think of that. I like what you're saying, though. Like you're saying, you're you're basically saying
2: that all of this works. The Joker's comedy it, in the Joker's eyes, because Arthur views this all as a comedy. Yeah, it's a joke, right? And that's like the end when he says you wouldn't get it, because the
1: whole thing's funny. <laughs> and as we've talked about on this show, when you were talking about comedy movies, just to define it for everybody, you can get away with a lot in a comedy film. Yep.
3: Yeah. And uh, you know, back to that Robert McGee arc, the um, the anti-plot one. A lot of comedies fall into the antipod right. like Wayne's World and stuff like that. Yes, because they do have coincidence. Yes, they don't. They don't really fo- follow the typical world rules of call, cause effect and things like
2: that. Dude, yes, and yeah. that's what all of this to me like supports. This weird, the card, like the card says, like I laugh at things I shouldn't laugh about i i laugh in the face of things that should make you uncomfortable i mean that's like the whole movie so like, this i think that okay
1: then this i think is a perfect segue into talking about theme mm-hmm. because what is it saying you know man, i don't know the th- i think that's the hardest question you yeah. can ask about this movie is I, I think that's, that's what,
3: what everyone's struggling that's with. what keeps me from being like this is a masterpiece <laughs> and this is a cheeseburger or, I, the, or this yeah. is the work of a hack. Yeah, yeah. To like, me,
1: that. that's all those, like, I don't yeah. know because of that question.
0: Right.
3: Which I
1: kind of like
3: that I don't know yet after yeah. all, after gestating about it. I my, my problem is I don't think there is an answer to it. I, it's not that no. I don't think, the reason I think you don't know is because it's not it's there. It's not there. I that's think my gut. I've of,
1: seen it called Hollow. Yeah. There's nothing there. There
3: is Dude, no
2: theme. No way. And if there's Feel, themes. It's overrun with it. it. There's overrun with themes. It's fucking messy. It, it feels yeah.
3: like a movie that should have a easy, like a kind of thing that, oh, this is what it's talking about. But <clears throat> I don't really know. So
1: it, It's kind of surprising you, to me that. It's also a Joker movie that looks like it's been adapted to a Joker movie when I'm like, you know, what? in a lot of <laughs> ways, this is the most Joker movie I've ever yeah, seen
2: because I can't trust anything about it. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I feel like
2: that's what the Joker should the make me feel. The second time fe- watching it, I those were the things I was latching on to. Yeah. The second yeah. time I was like, this is like exactly what the first time I was like, what? Uh, okay. And the second time, I was like, "No, this is the Joker's origin. Exactly how it should I be should, like confusing." I, I'm, I'm fucking, empathetic to him. I love him. Yeah, I hate well, him. I don't yeah.
1: trust him. I do trust. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, is he's kind of
2: good, but also terrible? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I for I wanted yeah. to make one line about that tragedy comedy before I kind of like I don't know what the theme is. Um, while he's killing his mom, he mm-hmm. says, "I used to think my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a fucking comedy." Right as he's. Finally realizing that his purpose is to not, like, try to be a good person, <laughs> right. And just start killing people.
1: But at the same token, on that, everyone he kills in this movie is his own personal bully. I agree.
2: Yeah, it's a good. There point. is,
1: it, like, I, I mean, I really try to think back to it, and like, he doesn't like he opens fire on Murray in that studio. He doesn't just start shooting everyone.
2: No, Justin. it's Murray. Murray like made Ruth fun of escapes.
1: him. Yeah, Doctor Ruth right. really, yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> but, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about everyone he specifically kills. It is yeah. a personal vendetta. Yeah, and it is Reve- because they vengeance. are and yeah. they are bullies. Their treatment. They actually were the ones that sinned. Yeah, and he brought so... it. So there is this bit of my mind where I'm like, man, the unreliable narrator, the Joker manipulating us. He kind of frames himself as what. As like a, a sick Batman a little bit because the people who wronged him were wrong. Yeah. yeah they're
2: bullies. It's, yeah. That's why I wanted to ask you about the the lesson factor. And I,
3: I was struggling with it when I was watching the movie. So a lot of times in a tragedy, you have a movie where somebody should learn a lesson. They don't. And that's why it's a tragedy. But the audience I
2: mean? learns the lesson. But the audience learns have the lesson.
3: And the audience goes home and goes, Well, I wouldn't have done that. So this is a happy ending for me uh, because I would have learned the lesson and happily ever after. So it's an up ending. So even though it's a down ending, the audience goes out with a positive message. Okay. This movie, the only message I kind of get is like, kill your enemies, it'll make you feel better. And you, I, no,
1: no, I would say kill I, your enemies and they will see you. Yeah, it could be. Mm, that's I feel good. like Arthur's main, if I had to pick a, a, I, one of the goals out of the many, I would be like, him being noticed is the
2: most important thing yeah. ever. And then in the end, everyone notices right. him. Right, and,
1: you know. That's really good. It's a movie about a revolution against the rich mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
1: he does not start or have any investment in. The only thing about that revolution that matters is is the fact that those people now see him and hear him and will follow him. Yeah. Which he doesn't even have the same
2: ethos as. He's that. not interested in it's that. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> it's yeah. really
1: nuts if you think about it.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. So so I I wanted to read cuz you know you, you, you sort of look for two things when you're trying to figure out a theme. You go to the classroom moment early mm-hmm. on right, that right. kind of yeah. sets up the debate. And I'm sure we could find one somewhere in that social, social worker. worker scene. Yeah, it has to be a social um, worker. I didn't d- dig into that, but I'm. Um, I, um, I, th- I think it. I think it's saying. I don't know what the lesson is. I think what this movie is saying is villains aren't born evil; they're created. We create them through mistreatment and lack of empathy. I think that's what this movie is like trying to say. But the message is mixed. Is so mixed for me, messed up for me because. I'm a fan of this movie, except for in those final moments. Even though I think they're like really memorable and resonant, because of let me see li- this though. Do you think they're happening? Mm, do I think they're happening? I don't think that matters. Okay. As far as okay. from a storytelling standpoint, I think okay. it's irrelevant. I like, think, but what? at that, but that's all I could think about like, at that point. At you know, that moment, at that moment, I was the only
1: thing I was thinking of. Like, there's no way this is what's happening.
2: Wow, I think that's like the Murray thing is the one thing that maybe did happen. Like maybe just showing up. No, I'm talking
1: about the people like pulling him out of. Once to me, for some reason, once the car hits the other car, I was like, something right there. I'm like, we've switched over into Dream World Mm -hmm. again. Where the dream logic, the dream logic, the the
2: Ex Mahina. Because we, it's all guessing. It's a guessing game. It's a guessing game. But because okay, so. 'Cause it's going back to your lesson, the audience learned the lesson. Like to me, the lesson that we're supposed to learn based on the evidence is Joker says, How about another joke, Murray? What do you get when you cross a mentally ill owner with a system that abandons him and treats him like trash? I'll tell you what you get. You get what you fucking deserve, and he shoots Murray, and that's his triumphant moment. Right. And to me, that goes with what Jamie's lesson is, which the I think the movie, whether it is intentionally intentionally doing this or not. That says, hey, if people wrong you and mistreat you and don't give you empathy, you should kill them because that's what they deserve. I mean, that's how this character triumphs. That's his big win. That's how his rise to arc, fully arc, is in that moment. So that's why it's messy for me. I'm not me. disagreeing with you. That's it why, seems too clean. That's why I don't, I know don't why. like it. I mean, it's in the words. It's in the words, in You're the right? Actions. I'm not disagreeing. I'm and just... to me, that's why that's where I I go, so this is why I wanted to bring up the Paul Schrader thing. So Paul Schrader said that in Taxi Driver, in the first act and in the second act, he wanted to manipulate the audience to feel as much empathy as possible as they could feel for Travis Bickle given what he was doing and the situation he was in. And in the third act, in his actions, he wanted you to root against what he was doing. And this movie, I don't think they want you to root against the Joker's actions at all. I think it's the opposite and to me that's what i don't like about it because to me that messes up the message which is like because i think they could have done this i don't i'm not saying how i would rewrite it but i'm saying like
1: that also goes with what i was saying earlier too like if you compare the travis Bickles and the arthur flex travis bickle wished that his movie ended this way i almost felt like this movie (laughs) was the wish fulfillment of travis bickle does that make sense Mm-hmm. Like Travis Bickle wishes he was carried out by a mob that was ready to burn down the system. Yeah. Right. And Tra- and Paul Schrader is saying, I, I
2: want Wanted you to you root again
1: to want right. that. I've- and this movie gives it to you. But then again, at the same time, it's not reliable.
2: True.
1: We've been given so many examples of why it's not
2: True. And another thing I wanted to ask I, you guys—I think part of it's execution, though. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, the execution right. Look, is often that moment. I think
3: yeah. I think when he goes on that show, we're excited for him to go on that show and see what he's going to do, as opposed to like fearing what he's going to do or right. dreading it or, or wishing Robert De Niro would live or or wishing he'd come to his senses. But movies do that sort of stuff all the time, dude. And I'm glad so, for the
2: surprise and the shock. I'm saying all that is yeah, super, yeah. super artistic and and it's, very like it's well. It's just what Martin message. Scorsese does that. No, it's what message
3: yeah. it's sending is all. That's I'm saying. my yeah, question. Right. No, I'm a lesson yeah, yeah, that yeah. Yeah. we're supposed
2: I'm, to take from this based on the intent.
3: But I I wonder if you know in Todd Phillips' mind. If he was trying to do the taxi driver ending, like, okay, at this point he's a monster. You shouldn't be rooting shouldn't for him. You shouldn't be rooting for him, but maybe the execution
2: wasn't Dude, how could you – I mean, the way they craft it, you, you may, want him to be like
3: may, – Maybe he was just too much. He wanted to have the cool scene and he didn't do the dark there's scene. Like, and, you know, there's like know.
2: meta
1: on top of meta here. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? It's like a movie that's made by the Joker.
2: Yes, that's exactly. It's, what it
1: is. I mean, it's it's a, it's a movie made by an angry comedian <laughs> right. who doesn't feel that he's been justified in this world too. <laughs> so I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, then, there, it's to some degree, there's that too. It's like, yeah, which to me is like, and you it, should hate the message.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like
1: well, it's the Joker telling you. Well, that's good point. Yeah,
3: that's, that's just it. It's like. That's what nihilism is, right? It's, it's like, nihilistic and it's hollow. It's like a sixteen-year-old angry person writing a story, and it's just the world sucks. Then you die, and you kill everybody in the end. But it's. It. But, but I think
2: that I, I at think... his core
3: isn't the Joker a nihilistic, hollow villain? But, uh, but it's always what he's been.
2: I, I mean... think. I think what he said there is very not nihilistic. Is very but, cause. And Jimmy, effect. I'm not saying guys...
1: what he said there. Yes, but I'm saying the ending is a very Joker ending. Yep, he's trying right. to tell us bad is good right.
2: nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah nope. he's
1: trying to like fool us yeah that's you know. a good point here's
3: yeah. the interesting thing about it so you know that moral premise thing that i talk about yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. where he says that no movie with book a, right with a book yeah so he has this theory this guy stanley williams that no movie with a with a negative ending will say and, and negative isn't down ending it's kind of what i said before like if we can recognize it's a tragedy we can take a message and have a positive ending but he claims that no movie with a negative ending, like a nihilistic ending, ever makes money at the box <laughs> office. Well, that's so well, when I watched this. I was like, this might be the one to totally because I can't think of too many. We that talked about that. the mist, and that that didn't do great. That right? didn't do great. Yeah, and most of them don't. And then seven, I'm unsure. I, like it's a hard one to rubik's right. cube out the theme a little bit we should do that one day yeah. um yeah but this one mm-hmm. was one I'm, I'm like i'm pretty sure this is a nihilistic ending and it's gonna make a billion dollars so <laughs> so this is gonna be the one that we will have to hear the rest of his life <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, he, what he, about joker yeah, yeah, <laughs> billion dollars right so
1: do you think the reason it's working for people and it even kind of maybe works for some of us is because of all the character building and empathy they put the work
2: in beforehand,
1: so Definitely. it can be either be forgiven or even maybe understood well, it's at, the, the, at it's the, the
2: end. Just the the artistry on display from everyone involved, yeah, the performance. I, yeah. I mean, he's he's in so the end of the good. day.
3: In the end of the day, he also does what you said. He only kills the people that deserved it. So, he doesn't if, seem that bad. If he went like, and killed everybody uh, you know in the, what I mean? from a
2: cinematic okay. how the way we define punishment cinematic. It's cinematically. right. Like he's yep. not good. I'm yeah. not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. When, the it's, way we define that people deserve death he's in Dexter. cinema. It's, it's, he does yes. a Dexter. He it's, kills yeah. all the bad people. It's strangely
3: John wick You know, he writes his <laughs> yes. he writes his wrongs. <laughs> right. He does it through a horrible way but at least he doesn't go and kill the dog on the way out or something. Yeah. I don't think that's the thing is, uh, did you guys
1: get the feeling? I I don't know if this is a script question, but did you guys get the feeling that he was in the violence is something he wants or he just likes the end, the means, you know, like it's a means to get what he wants.
2: Great segue. I want to talk about, because it's not on the sheet. Okay. It's, I think it's all connected.
0: Okay.
1: I
2: want to talk about what you guys think his arc is. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. But I want, I'll want i point out what I think his stasis equals death is, and it's fucking bizarre. What is stasis equals death? <laughs> Jamie. So,
3: stasis equals death. It kind of goes to that six things, things, six that, things needs needs that needs fixing. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. basically says at the beginning of a movie, like during the setup, they are in a position, a rut. They're stuck somehow. That if they stay in that position, they will... Die either morally or soul. Yeah, they have to break out. Okay, Okay. I think his stasis
2: equals death. Is my mother says I was put here to spread joy and laughter. The belief that he should show everyone empathy and try to make people happy is leading to the cruelty and the mistreatment that he's experiencing. Him trying to be a good person is his stasis equals death. I believe. I be, That is the weirdest fucking setup for a character I've so, ever seen. So the though. thing that's... Well, it is a Joker movie, too. So yeah. the thing that's breaking him out of that is the second is, he is decides... is deciding that yeah. I'm going to be cruel and I'm going to stop caring about people. Which he and does, that will lead to my success.
1: He does say about killing. He's like, it feels good and I don't care. It's
2: so. fucking weird. I think that's his arc. I think it wants you to root for that. Yeah,
1: here's a weird... <laughs> Here's a weird. I
2: think that's what it but is. But shouldn't it though?
1: I mean, it's a villain movie. It's a when you're writing something like this with an established villain of seventy years, wouldn't you aim for that type of thing?
3: Well, usually, usually what it would be is some kind of tragedy, right? You know, yeah, it right. would be the thing. Yeah. Like, should Walter White have chosen to go down that path, or should right. he have stopped while he was ahead, or should he have done the thing? You know, something right. like that. Right. That's usually what it is if you want a positive worldview, like. To send a message out that the world can be a better place, that's usually what it is. This movie doesn't do that, and it's a blockbuster. <laughs> here's, here's I... one spot that I found interesting, though, on that path. One of the most interesting moments to me was when he let the little person uh, leave. Yeah. The, the guy leads. Yeah, yeah, because he was kind of sweet to him, and his voice is normal. Walking, yeah. if there was
0: that
1: was like the moment that because emp- the says most empathy. He you were the only goes, person who was nice goes, to me. He
3: goes, "I'm not going to kill you." Whatever his name is, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's uh, and he's kind of nice to him, and his voice sounds very sane and almost. He does like, give him a little scare he, though.
1: He
2: but, pats and, him on the back too. He's like, you he, he, You're good." He,
3: he gives him a scare like he actually has a joke that works. It's the most lucid moment for him in the Absolutely. whole movie. And Jamie,
1: I'm even going to topple on that. Is yeah. I thought it was extremely lucid too. Yeah, because I was like, he's just going to let that guy leave after he just murdered someone in his own apartment. Because I was right. like,
3: another dream logic thing, no cops or anything. Yeah, there's yeah. no know? cops. A,
1: but yeah. he also is lucid in that he knows mm-hmm. that right from this moment he's going to that yes. studio, killing Murray. And that's well, he's that.
2: saying he's killing himself. I, I mean, they well, show they that show, that's that, like what well, he's that's so decision. he's going to die. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah,
1: but um, that's what he's doing though. He knows he's going to that studio. He's not yeah. coming back here ever right. again. Right. Like he's he, when he. That's why the dramatic when he walks out of that house. It's like I now am this. <laughs> there's nothing.
2: <laughs> right. There's nothing. There's nothing left. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's, it's a weird construction for a character. But
1: I yeah I got I mean if I gave it props is that the fact that we don't have an answer is kind of the genius yeah. of it. Because the
3: Joker wouldn't give you an answer. Yeah,
1: it should be conf- kind of confusing and yeah. like, hollow. Like and it's that's stuff
3: you see more in Sundance movies. Yeah. and things like yeah, that. Yeah, not not so much in this. I I was trying to the fact that it's a DC movie is insane. Yeah. I was I was trying to dig into like the arc of awesome idea. Like, is he a character that doesn't really change but changes the world? But he definitely changes. He changes, he changes the, the, world the world too. I think yeah. it's
2: the view. There's a that guy David Freeman. I I we, I do like when we break down arcs to just two things Mm -hmm. because it it does all come down to that but i think he's confident like the entire Mm -hmm. time mostly about things um one of the david freeman beyond structure arcs is and i don't have examples of this goes from sadness looking at your life with sadness to, to laughing at life and i think that's I mean, he says, I used to think my life was a tragedy. Now, I think it's a fucking comedy <laughs> when he's killing his mom. And in the end, he's laughing at the story he just told. And she's like, what? And he's like, he wouldn't get it because he knows other people wouldn't think it's funny. But he thinks it's funny. So I mean, right. that's what it is. But I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, like, man. For, as, for as much as we say, it wasn't that it's like Walmart
2: deep. <laughs> I don't think so. Man. I don't know. I, know, there is I some... think there's a lot. There is. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Like, that's... I just think the message is messy. That's all. My problem is with the message in the But end. I don't know if that's unintentional. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Like I don't, I don't necessarily think that that was something that wasn't like constructed in there. Because the Joker shouldn't leave a Joker movie <laughs> like this, which you've never seen. We've never seen
2: a movie right. like this. Uh, it shouldn't leave you with a clear message. I guess it seems so well crafted that it would yeah. seem like it would be, and they would intentionally and, try to leave with the message and, and while that's it's, clear. While it's while it is a Joker movie, it also isn't a Joker
3: movie in that it shows us what he was before the Joker. So yeah, it yeah, shows yeah. us sadness and loneliness, and father figure issues, and things. A real Joker movie, either that would all be a lie. Or it probably wouldn't have. Which I
1: also kind of think saying. that it is all a lie,
0: yeah.
3: but
1: not a lie. Uh, yeah, a there's hallucination. There's, I, I like like five minutes of this movie I think actually happened, and the rest he constructed out of his mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just we just got to guess for the rest of the time what the real <laughs> stuff is versus. But it thing. feels
3: like the stuff that was real was the stuff that came before. Yeah, it does. Yep. No, no it, right. And <laughs> that's where
1: I don't the trust setup. it because oh. it does feel like that. And I'm like, that's what he wants me to think. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, romanticizing
2: know. his own existence. Yeah, because
1: that's the is the that's the most romantic, sympathetic thing he could do is yeah. to manipulate your emotions. Uh,
3: oh. How heavy handed uh, it is. Unfortunately, so, yeah. though, a lot of that is making the assumption that you're you're again. You know a lot about the Joker. I know. And, I know. Right? If, if I'm you take saying that Todd Phillips, of... at his word, that he's bringing a different movie and sneaking into the Joker. I agree. Well, you're yeah. making it sound like he's the biggest Joker fan in history. Right. Right. And he's constructing this yeah. elaborate Joker movie. Right. And There's that's part, part of me that uh, you know. That, I'm, that not I'm sure like, that that's true.
1: I'm neither. Am I? Yeah. But I'm saying that it's still a, a lot of stuff is up in the air, and I'm like, maybe that is how okay. I should feel from yeah, a Joker.
3: Well, movie. you can. Yeah. You could take it. The way you want to take it, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's just first intention and
1: not,
2: you know, intention versus execution. Is it a mess, or is it like exactly what they hoped? What they tried to not have it. It's it's weird. I I don't
3: think it's a mess no i just am not sure that it is delivering the message it wanted to that's what i or mean i if shouldn't it has say the mess, mess is
2: the wrong word i'm, I'm not sure mess is the wrong word no, i'm I saying could be the one in i feel like the movie i feel like it's it doesn't stick that like it doesn't feel like the message landing, is important that here. it's trying to yeah
3: i i don't i almost wonder mess is
2: the it. wrong word i mean it's it's not um cohesive
3: because I would om- with the rest of it. But I would- don't you find it manipulating?
1: The whole movie's manipulating. It's very manipulating. I feel yes. like the. Fu- I feel like the the thing we talked about with "fuck the rich" and social programs are a good thing. I feel like yes, I'm on board. Obviously, it, all this stuff. But I, w- I'm like, I almost feel like manipulated by
0: that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: that's what it's like. I know what you're saying about me thinking it's a Joker movie, but that's right. what the Joker would use to manipulate yeah. me well, yeah. to be with his cause. Yeah. Well, Todd Phillips is the Joker. That's, a <laughs> that's
2: what we're saying. That's what. kind the reality
1: I, is that's what it is. Oh. That's kind of what I said before. Yeah, he's a comedian yeah. that, that views himself as pushed out of the system,
3: <laughs> and he's killed a few people. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay.
0: No,
1: they were I don't mean, know, mean to him though. Yeah. That's true. He's always <laughs> had like, extreme success, so
2: yeah. That's what I mean. He's the guys on the train. This is a really hard movie to talk about with script. I was like, I thought this was gonna be. I thought we weren't gonna have as much to talk about as we did. Yeah.
1: It's also like on the surface too, uh,
3: simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, simple. it's not oddly. It's not like oh, for everything
1: we talked about, it's not
2: cluttered in I any could,
3: way. I could almost like sit here and just pitch the whole thing from memory. Yeah, or I, I could, could probably just it talk
2: through the movie yeah, easily. I could, I could, yeah. Kind of, digestible. Crazy. Yeah digestible it's not too much yes <laughs> you know what i mean it's well yeah it's yeah they're putting him in really grounded real world situations also, until the climax yeah
1: if i had to praise the structure and the script and everything i don't feel like any of the violence was shoved in for viol- violence sake which i was not no. expecting yeah. i from the reviews and just in general i was expecting to walk into a movie that was going to be a bloodbath right. for the bloodbath sake like mm-hmm. they were going to have the set up a bunch of things where the Joker just yeah. has to push people into a wood chipper. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was not what yeah. it was. Every death had a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it was personal, give and take, payoff, setup, everything. It was, yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. But I think what I was saying earlier about that last final moment is I think where people get upset. That I think what he said at face value, what what he says and what he does says if people mistreat you it's cool to kill them like and i think people have a problem with that so and that's where it where i it, think it, it doesn't i don't obviously i don't think that i don't think the average i don't want to feel that walking out of the movie. no no <laughs> but i
3: felt you i you said you saw it Me. a couple nights ago yes yeah yeah very engaged Audience, did they cheer at that moment? Did you? Did Dad, they get a big laugh question. when he tur- killed well, Murray?
1: Oh, when he when he killed Mur- Murray, for uh, example. So my yeah, my theater was packed. It was an audible gasp. Okay. I don't think it was. No, it wasn't like it fo- wasn't like it was a, yeah, like yeah, four Lanny, and locander yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck Murray. <It> was, <laughs> everybody stands up. Woo. Yeah, right. But it was like the I don't know the air in the audience that I saw it with was very like on his side. Yes. And I think that's just a, an act of the fact that he's the protagonist, and that's the audience being with with ha- Queen, Hakeem. Uh, you know what I mean? To some degree, it's like,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. here's
1: the performance of a lifetime for a guy. Let's all be with him on whatever crazy stuff he does. Yeah, But they didn't cheer at the end or anything. Right. That, so, so Some of the same you know,
3: criticisms taxi drivers had over the years is, on one hand, there was the intention that you turn against him. But on the other hand, there's a whole group of people that watch that movie and cheer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Fight Club and, too, right? Yeah, and right. like John Hinckley killed yeah. uh, or not killed, but shot the president, uh, President Reagan at the time. To, inspired by that movie and the Jodie Foster thing and stuff like that. Which so, was the fear here too, right? It was the fear. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole weird kind of dynamic. So even sometimes intentions go wrong, but in yeah. on this one, I'm not even. I, it's That's hard to what even I'm
2: see. saying. I think. It's, I think it feels uh, like to me. Not that I'm saying me... I blame
3: movies for that. No, stuff. no, know That stuff happens without movies. I don't blame I mean, no, movies, no. movies, movies for no. this no. thing. Other countries. I'm not saying that everything else,
2: I'm so. just saying it does feel like to me that we're supposed to cheer for that. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more trying to
1: decipher it. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm that's trying a, and I'm trying to decipher those okay, last I, moments. If I can, if I try we're to, boil, I know. Well, it's a hard thing to talk about. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with your saying, I think it's saying that, but I'm, I also think we just watched an entire movie saying you can't trust anything. I think the average person is smart enough to understand that what they just watched is kind of fluid. <laughs> you know what I mean? The movie itself seems very fluid. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what to, what to trust. I don't know what to expect. You admitted you you were already lying to yourself. You were seeing things that you weren't. People were doing things that they weren't. Yeah. Like, you know, I think the bad message at the end is not necessarily one that is telling I don't think the movie's telling you to trust it. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I hope <laughs> I don't I don't want anyone to learn the message what you're saying. You know what I so, mean. So what so what about the after
3: credit scene? What'd you guys think? Was there an answer? No. I no. wanted <laughs> <laughs> <guys>, <laughs> to scare I got the audience. for Joke, a Jamie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it. Because I left right away, so I might
3: have missed it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I might have missed it. Yeah, right <laughs> in. Yeah, Tell right <laughs> What would your after credit scene? Come
1: I assume it was the kid. It'd be that kid finding a. You know, bat a Batarang or something. Yeah. Batman. That's something we didn't talk about. The fact that he did create Batman vicariously. Yes. Yeah. He I believes
2: guess. he created Batman. Right. Yes. He believes he did. Yes. That's really that's, interesting. A, that's a That's a more romanticized version of the that possible actually, reality. Batman's parents were killed by a criminal. That was motivated by, by his actions. Right. I'm more important and special than the Batman.
1: What did you guys learn from this movie? Mm. or from talking about this movie
3: i i don't know if it's but the the whole nihilistic ending to me which i still haven't found a way to see it any other way is um i think that's again it's almost like watershed because it's the first example i have that audiences have just truly embraced and are going with it and it's making a lot of money so so it's not necessarily a learning thing but i i definitely think that's a That's a big deal. When I walked out of that, I was like, "Wow, that's got a." It was a unique movie to begin with. It's kind of challenging. That that makes it all the more unique.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's different than other movies. Man, I'm having a hard time with what I learned. Is is like, uh, yeah, I learned once again that long act ones have their place, and Mm -hmm. if if they're based on creating, see, like very clear problems that need fixing enough that like get us interested in many facets of the character's life that they're absolutely like motivated and needed and that it's okay to tell a story like this, even a mainstream comic book villain movie that doesn't kick into gear until 42 minutes. Right. And it works. I learned that I don't want,
1: this trend to start <laughs> i liked i'd like this movie I, I actually consider seeing it again but i don't want to see a bunch of movies like this right i think that this should be a singular entity everything we talked about today the bad message and everything i think that really works and is really strong i think that's strong if it stays alone i don't want to see a bunch of movies like this I, you know what Bad I mean? news for you bob oh i know they're coming <laughs> and they're coming they're coming. But I, I just I'll wish have two in my inbox. And you know what? I mean, that'd be fine. I mean, I'd watch like a Penguin movie. That might be nut- nuts. But you yeah.
3: Know. <laughs> and, you know, you could almost argue that we've already started to experiment with this kind of stuff with like Bright Burn and. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Even Deadpool to, in a different way. Yeah. We started to experiment. I, agree. Well, I didn't mean the tone.
1: I just meant like we're going to get a million villain, villain origin stories. Villain origin mm-hmm. stories. You're you probably know. right. That's is. what I'm saying. Yeah. And they're gonna all going to attempt to have like a class of a prestige and class about them. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to get so old so quick. <laughs> but I'm going but I I really kind of learned that uh I thought you guys would have a different I learned that my handle in this movie was about the same as you guys and I feel good about myself <laughs> Cuz I was really worried about that third act cuz I was like I like it. I don't know why and it feels terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I don't know.
3: You know, it it, it really speaks to it. Like when I sit down and watch these movies, like I don't go with my rule book or anything. Like even though that part of my head's working.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm just like, am I into it? Am I paying attention? And then I try to decipher afterwards why, why? or think about it. And this one breaks a lot of rules, but I'm still into it. Yeah, so.
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and funny. it follows a lot of rules too. Yeah, like oddly. And things like that. It, so, yeah, it still, plays fast and loose with the rules. It's It's not art house.
3: Like it was kind of Said to be, I like, think it feels like a comic book movie or, to me. Or when it still I mean, does to me too. Yeah. I
2: it, mean, I was. not That was the one thing. Maybe I learned that. Like it, that, it's it doesn't not a comic,
3: feel. It doesn't feel like the type of movie that gets a ten-minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival or whatever. I was surprised. Nonsense. Yeah,
2: yeah I don't understand. But
3: maybe that was for they Joaquin. paid everybody
2: in the audience fifty dollars. You know, maybe it was I the think, actor. I think,
1: yeah, not what we're talking about, but I think it's the actor there. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's what's. No, I don't think people are thinking about the script as much as the right. performance because mm-hmm. it's
3: undeniable. Uh, he transforms himself. Mm. And, you know, it's undeniable yes. that he can pull off some. Amazing <laughs> I mean, no beats. one's arguing that. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: yeah. but the you're saying, Jimmy, you said you saying it's it's messy. You know, like the ending, at least that's ever, I see a lot of people saying like Joaquin is great, but the whole the script's a mess, and then. Now I feel like after doing this podcast, I'm like, you know, maybe it's it's supposed to make you think that. I don't think the script's a mess. I don't either. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to make some people think it's a mess. Yeah. Like it's part of it. It's con- constructed yeah. to be. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to talk about. But,
2: <laughs> all right. I think that's <laughs> everything, right? Thanks for listening, guys. Like it. Yeah. This was, none of this was real. No, we didn't actually talk about the Joker. So. But if you want to ask us questions, you can email us at comments at podcast at gmail.com.
1: Or you can
2: hit us up on Twitter, Twitter.
1: or yell at us in the street. <laughs> <we see> <laughs>
2: uh, thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye
1: bye. Bye. You have just listened to Writers Blockbusters, a screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on Thundergrunt. <laughs>